Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today, we have an amazing coach slash therapist, from what I'm understanding from Jay, uh, Cindy Whitmer. She is a member of the tribe that is Lawrence, Kansas, and we're super excited to have her on today. Jay has described her as a lovely, 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 that's what he said, three lovely human being. Um, and so, you know, if Jay gives you that kind of praise, you know that you've got to have a pretty special lady on your hands. So we're super <laughs> excited to have you here. And so welcome, thank Cindy. Thank you. And thank you for that lovely, lovely, lovely uh, introduction. <laughs> well, it's true. It's <laughs> true. You. So let me um, share with our tribe a little bit about how I know you. Uh, okay. I, I met Cindy, actually, um, she came to church one day. And I happened to be the greeter for the day at my church, so I got to meet her. I was one of the first people that uh, met, was here in town. I was one of your first newbie people to meet, right? Right. Yeah, yeah which, I, actually, I remember later you saying that you took that as a good sign. Yes, <laughs> I did. Very. I thought, that's pretty cool Very that good I sign. show up and the greeter's a, live, a coach like me. And that was when I was visiting Lawrence to consider moving there. Yeah. So that was even funnier. And the other greeter was a landlord who had available... Uh, property to rent, which I also needed. So, yeah, I thought that was very ironic. (laughs) One of the things that, I mean, I remember, and I don't, I'm not proud to say this, but if you don't know me, I don't often remember when I meet people. (laughs) I mean, I meet a lot of people. Okay. So I don't just don't remember everybody, but I actually remember meeting Cindy um, because the love, your energy was so lovely. I mean, and that's the word is, it's just, Mm. Lovely, like a warm hug. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Olaf that says that? I'll give you a warm hug. (laughs) Um, So that was our very first connection. And then um, since then, Cindy and I have kind of uh, seen each other around church and around uh, doing this work. And you did my seminar not that long ago. And um, then what I wanted to share with our our group because they are very present to my life and they know all the things you know that are going on with me. Um, but it was a week or so ago that um, I asked you to sit down with me, and basically you walked me through some things because I was just in an inquiry around whether I should maybe go back into therapy. And one of the things that I appreciate about you is that you do have a therapy background, but that now you're a coach. And yeah. you know, I there's such that line between therapy and coaching. There is. So I so appreciated you being able to walk me through, oh, do you have this skill? Do you have this skill? And then being like, no, it sounds like you've got the skills. And then also to remind me that just sometimes, you know, when you've had any kind of trauma in your background, you have upheavals come in your life and you just got to, you know, use your tools. (laughs) Yes. And so I love the clarity that you bring to that. So, um, I appreciate you. I love that you're in my life, and I wanted to share you with our listeners. Um, and uh, you know, and maybe later we can talk a little bit about that fine line between therapy. We have a lot of people in our group who have done a lot of therapy, and so and and there's this whole world of how much do you go dig? You know, like there's that whole yes. that oh, yes. hear you speak to. So um, if you'd share a little bit about you and your work and what you're up to, we'd love to hear more about you. Well, thank you for all of that, and my the feelings are mutual. I'm equally enamored with you and the and the love and the positivity that you exude in your life, personally and professionally. I really 
I'm really thankful for you in my life as well. So uh, you are a blessing to me, and I feel blessed to be both of, with both of you this morning. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm Cindy, yeah, and I'm 50 years old. And I, when I was a teenager, yeah, go go 50, <laughs> <laughs> feeling better than ever in life, honestly, at 50, which is great. Um, but when I was a teenager, my parents got divorced, and it was a nasty situation, and I had to move and change schools in eighth grade and do all these things, and and it really, it was a time in my life that I felt very alone, and I, it was right then that I knew, okay, I'm going to be somebody that people can talk to my whole life, so people don't feel alone. That's my mission. I knew it then, wow. and so I did. I prefer pursued a bachelor's degree in psychology and then got my master's degree in counseling and have been a therapist ever since. So that's since, you know, many, many years, actually, I started my first therapy related job was in 1988. And uh, so I love the field of therapy and respect it a lot. Uh, but about 12 years ago, I decided I wanted to add the coaching piece because I started to learn about that profession and thought, oh, I want to marry these two professions together. And uh, so that's what I've done ever since. I've combined the coaching. I got a, I went to Coach University and, and uh, did their Core Essentials program and uh, have been combining those skills um, and approaches ever since and love it. Really, really love both. So now uh, I live in Lawrence. My children are grown. And so I moved to Lawrence a little over a year ago and I've opened my own practice. At last, I'm not working for other people. I'm working 100% for myself Yay. as a corporate coach and a personal coach. And I, I have lots of, lots of, um, labels for myself I may need to work on that but um, I view myself as a therapeutic coach a relationship coach a corporate coach <laughs> <laughs> and I I just uh, and the other part of my training that's been so significant as well is I worked closely with Jack Canfield who most people know is the founder of the chicken soup for the soul series but he also for the, over 10 years has been working with coaches on um, and a I put out a book called The Success Principles, which is all about creating personal and professional success in your life. And I became a Canfield certified trainer, which is an extensive uh, study of his methodology in person and online. And uh, so I have that that just really, I use it daily in my yeah. life, my own life and in my work. And it's fabulous, fabulous stuff. Well, anybody who's been following this podcast or my work, knows that I I consider the success principles to be a like a coach's Bible or like yeah. a, anybody's Bible. I mean, I just, I have that, I have very few actual books anymore on my, on my shelf, but that is one of them. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I've been studying that book in Jack Canfield. When I first started my coach's training in 2004, somehow I stumbled across Canfield and started studying him then. So that's the other thing that I failed to mention. I'm glad you brought it up because that's, uh, Finding out that you're Canfield certified also raised you in my esteem because I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of Jack's work and um, oh, what he does. Too. So, and yeah. I love them that you're talking about the marrying of the therapy because I've actually I mean the next thing for me coming up is I've got this neuroscience academy that I'm super excited about mm -hmm. that I'm going to go do. But yes. I have very much considered getting trained in. Um, in fact, my neuro the neuroscientist that I've been following just sent me an article recently. 
I'm going to be talking way more about this, but the distinction of cognitive behavioral therapy and um, depression and being able to link cognitive behavioral therapy to depression, I mean, the the results of helping people out of depression yes. with cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that she talks about, all the elements in cognitive behavioral therapy that she talks about are all the same elements that I have in all of my work. Yes. And so it's like, well, no wonder, no yes. wonder my work works. It's basically... Yes. I've established, and part of that is the unconditional self-acceptance that goes with cognitive yes. behavioral therapy. And in my yes. work, we call that constant forgiveness, or we call that, you know, yes. being kind to yourself, loving to yourself. And then it's the the mantras and all the other things. So a lot of this work is that doing the work and lean inside work is cognitive behavioral therapy, and I didn't even know it. So <laughs> my point is, coaching and therapy done right works really well. Right. It's it's a beautiful combination. Yes, when you take the best of both of those worlds and put them together, it's it's a yeah, it's out, it's outstanding in my opinion. And cognitive behavioral therapy, the other the basis of that is you change your thoughts, you'll change your behavior. And coaching, yeah. you change your thoughts, you change your life. It's all yeah. it's all the yeah. same thing, really. Yeah, it's just different labels, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's why people get confused, you know, sometimes where, you know, when I talk to people about working with a coach, they um, either look at me like I'm like rich and famous because I have a coach or they (laughs) say, oh, so like therapy. And I'm like, well, no, it's not therapy. Mm -hmm. Or somebody will come to me and have all of these things and say, oh, who's your coach? I need to go see them. And I'm like, well, I think you need to see a therapist first because... Yeah, you got a lot of stuff that you need to deal with before you do the coaching part of it. So I love that you're marrying those two things together. Mm-hmm. And then Jay said you yeah. also work with teenagers? Yeah, I did, uh, another thing I did throughout the per- first main decade, the first decade mainly of my career was I did all this training on play therapy, art therapy, sand tray therapy, all these therapies that work really well in youth and so I did a lot of that in that first decade of my professional career and some more in the second decade uh, actually and now now in my private practice I don't have as many uh, I'm not set up to do young children now I don't have a play therapy room I don't have a sand tray room I've dropped working with small children in, in those ways but uh, teenagers and young adults respond well to coaching as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. starting off that early. Yay. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I wish it was curriculum at schools, actually. Uh, it should These be. life skills. I really, mm-hmm. I really, really feel that's important. I agree. I think every high school should have a personal development track. Yep. And I may have to do something about it. I feel so strongly about it, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that, that, that I would want to get, I want to get your feedback on, and I think our listeners are going to, I want to get for them, is this idea, because and it, it's actually a current conversation if you're on the Doing the Work site. I don't know if you have come on there, Cindy, but uh, we'd love for you to join it. It's a current conversation now. And, and another thing that I want to make sure I share with everybody is Cindy's also well-versed in the law of attraction. Right. So oh, yes. Yeah. Cindy and I, all the things, like all the things that I've that I've all the new thought teachings and all the spiritual work and all that kind of stuff, Cindy is like right there with me. So she's in yes. all my groups, like we're doing all that work together. It's another thing we have in common is just 
love of oneness and God the whole nine, right? So we, yes. we, we could talk all day, right? We could talk we all day about spirituality. All day. Long. All day. Um, <laughs> but so it's a current conversation right now on our web, on our doing the work uh, Facebook page. And that is the law of attraction doesn't give a lot of room for suffering. <laughs> like right. you know, the, the law of attraction thought process and Abraham work. And, you know, you and I have talked about this is how long do you dwell? How much do you dig? How much do you dig up about your pers personal traumas and all those kind of things? Cindy, I would love to hear your philosophy on that because we talked a little bit about it briefly. And I would just love to, for our listeners to hear, given your background, what your philosophy is around all of that. Because I think it, I think there's people getting really confused. There's a lot of attraction that says, don't think those negative, just focus on the positive. <laughs> just focus on the positive, right? And then there's right. therapy saying, get in there and get that stuff cleaned out, right? And then there's right. coaching, you know, so I'd just love to hear your thoughts on all that. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, this is such a great discussion because... That our spiritual selves, when we study things like the law of attraction, or if we're just optimistic people, you yeah. know, and we want to be the happy people in the world that, you know, walk around feeling great all the time, then we feel kind of like we're off track or something if we are experiencing some psychological pain or trauma or stress or something, we feel like, oh, we're off and this is wrong. We're, we're bad. We're, what's the matter with us? And just be happy, just be happy, just be happy. Well, there are things in life that trigger lots of, of trauma and pain. And unless you're a completely, I mean, enlightened person beyond anyone I've ever met personally, honestly, uh, you, you're going to have a natural response to some things that are, are difficult, at least temporarily. I mean, if you're watching your house burn down, you're watching somebody you love die, you get a cancer diagnosis. Most people, even the most enlightened, spiritual, loving, wise people in the world will be taken aback, at least temporarily, by what we might label bad news, quote unquote, bad news. So uh, I feel like it's really important to honor it, like honor exactly our feelings are, are come from deep inside us and they are real. And so if we deny them and we go, oh, I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about that. Then we're going, they're not going away. They're simply yeah. being stuffed, pushed, um, and then they're going to come out in other ways. Yeah. And right. uh, kind bad of behavior in, usually. <laughs> usually destructive, self-destructive behavior is a really good indication that you've got some unresolved things that you've stuffed too long or that you're denying too much. So I say, hey, let's let's face the pain here. Let's uh, talk through it. Let's work through it in whatever way, but acknowledge it and, and notice it and give it some attention, but don't wallow in it. Don't stay living there. This is a temporary process. Now, temporary can mean different things to different people, depending on age, uh, their own level of self-awareness, coping skills they already have or not. Uh, how much is going on? How many tragedies are they dealing with all at once? That kind of, I mean, it varies with people. But um, <clears throat> when we have pain come, I always say, okay, let's look at it. Let's look at what happened. Let's look at what you're thinking about it. What can you learn from it? What's the value? If you could get value from this terrible, quote unquote, terrible thing happening in your life right now, or this quote unquote bad news you received, 
what could be the value you could get from it. So that's a way to acknowledge it and grieve it and let yourself um, be really honest about your reaction to it, your response to it, but then also begin to segue into let's move forward in spite of the fact despite the fact that we've been through this thing or this event has happened or I'm dealing with this now or uh, whatever. So is that, does that make that clear? Yeah, or do absolutely. I need to go well, I think we're both in alignment on that. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, the thing is that sometimes, um, you know, for me anyway, I know myself, I, I can dive into self-pity and have that be indulgent. Yes. And so one of the things I, sure want to keep my integrity around is like, you know, making sure that I'm not just rolling around and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a fine line there though, between, you know, it's hard to sometimes, you know, and as a coach, I think that's one of the ways that having some background or at least a huge level of compassion as a coach is not expecting people to just get off it and move forward until they have those skills. Like there is a skill yeah. set around yes. being able to get off it. You know what I mean? I have a skill set. I'm a highly trained individual. So I can have my coach be a little hard with me and say, look, I'm going to expect you to yeah. have forgiven yourself by Sunday. <laughs> you know, like, yes. Yes. She can say that to me because she knows I've got the yes. skills. And if exactly. I kick that gear by Sunday, I will have forgiven myself. And I've had an inner, you know, I would have asked for help from my higher self and from my guides and from everybody. I will have managed that. Now yeah. I'm, she would not be able to say the same thing to somebody who has just started in therapy or coaching or, you know, there's a, there's a, it, it really depends on how much experience you have. What I want our listeners to get is that if you've been in therapy for a long time, there may be, I just have a concern sometimes about rehashing incidences over and over and over week after week with a the therapist. Cause yes. that's what I hear from people is I've yes. been rehashing this with my therapist every week for the last year and a half. And that's when I'm like, stop going to the damn therapist. <laughs> like, If yeah. you don't have the skills by now, you're not going to, you know, like at some point you've got to like put that in the past and be willing to create a new story. Yes. Yeah. And I would suggest that if someone is feeling that in therapy, if they are feeling like, gosh, I feel like I'm just regurgitating the same thing over and over kind of stuck I would tell the therapist that if they want to have another session, if they want to show up again and say, you know, I feel like we've gone over this many times. I'm feeling ready to move off of this subject. Can you go with me? Do you see value in going with me or am I, are we finished? Is this closure? Are we, I mean, so always, if you're in therapy with a therapist, if you trust your, you ought to trust your therapist or not be in therapy with them. You ought to be able to have an honest conversation about how you're experiencing them as a therapist and the therapy. So this is good feedback for your therapist to hear that, you know, oh, I think I've done enough here. Or I, I feel I'm worn out from this conversation or I actually find talking about this like brings up more anxiety again. Because that's another mm -hmm. thing that can happen with some people, especially with trauma, if they're going over it and over it and over again too much. It can actually make them more symptomatic, which is counter to all therapy. No therapy wants, no therapist yeah. wants that, but may not be a good therapist or maybe off track or maybe not knowing this person well enough or 
uh, whatever. So the good news is, is that if, if therapy is covered by insurance, insurance companies aren't going to let them keep their clients very long. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. you're not going to be able to regurgitate for a year and a half unless you're really symptomatic because insurance companies don't allow long-term therapy very often anymore. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Now, one of the things that you shared with me when we met that I've been using a lot, and uh, you mentioned when we talked that I like acronyms and I do, because they can't stick in my head. But you told me two things that I want to share with our listeners and have you speak to a little bit. And the first one is that if it makes you hysterical, it's your history. Yes. Right? Yeah. That was very helpful for me. Yeah. Because again, I think sometimes when we get hijacked, even when we get hijacked and, and we have a lot of triggering things happening, happening in our culture, um, you know, we can ha have stuff pop up for us and it's hard to tell, like, is this present day? Am I just freaked out about the fact that Trump just became president or am I freaked out because I'm having flashback, you know, like what's happening. Right, and yeah. so I love that you told me if it makes you hysterical, it's your history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, and, and sometimes the word hysterical makes people think that they, I'm saying they have to be like, really flipping out and screaming or thrashing right. or crying hysterically. And I, I don't even mean that. What I mean by being hysterical is when you know you are emotionally reacting very strongly to something and yes. you may not even understand why you are, you're going, wow, I'm like, I'm feeling in my crazy, whatever my crazy looks like to me, or why am I so depressed? What, why am I so down? I can't even put my finger on it. Or it's not that big of a deal what happened. Why am I, I feel like I don't want to get out of bed. Or, so, you know, those kinds yeah, of situations. Totally. Then it's usually, that's hysterical, right? And it's mm -hmm. usually history. So it's what whatever's happening in the right now, like maybe um, <clears throat> something happened, um, you know, somebody said something to you that, that was not something you like to hear about yourself, but somebody said something to you in a moment and you like find yourself really strongly reacting. You feel hysterical about it, but it's really not that big of a deal that they said it really, but perhaps you got that message 50,000 times when you were a child from your mother yes. or your father. Yes. Yep. And so it brings up this whole history of emotional abuse that you experienced growing up. So it's like a file in the back of our head that gets, get, gets opened by something that happens right now that really the hysteria is coming from a whole history of similar uh, experiences. So I, I say to people, you know, what happened, what's happening right now is maybe this big, but the response is about all of this too, yeah. it's a bit much bigger. And yeah. so that's why you're hysterical. And, and that's very calming to most people because then we can say to them and they can say to themselves, yeah, that happened a long time ago. That's not real anymore. That's part of my past it's okay. I'm safe now and et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah. Love I it. love that. And I felt like that's very powerful because that happens. I mean, you can just have somebody yeah. say something, you know, flip to you and you can <laughs> be triggers. like really intensely yeah. responding to it. Like, and yeah, that's like, a great way to think that. about it. It's like, Oh, yeah. must be my history. Cause I'm getting hysterical. Now the other acronym that you shared with me, which I really liked. Um, and, and it's so 
me because I forget about this a lot, um, is a temporary upheaval of grief. And you called it a tug. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and you reminded me that my brother died last May because I, not that I'd forgotten that, but what I always forget when I'm dealing with grief is those times when it does feel, I, the, I love that it's a tug because it feels like somebody has pulled you down. Yes. Like there's right. just a poof, and next thing you know, you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is what a temporary upheaval of grief, grief in particular, which has come along and smack you from behind, I think, sometimes. Um, but what I loved about it, A, that it's temporary. Yes. And that, that idea of a tug where it just pulls on you, but it's temporary. And you can know that that's not going to last forever. Yes. That's the very good news with those tugs out there, those temporary upheavals or upsurges of grief. Uh, so remember that any loss or kind of grief that we experience, any kind, now this can be, uh, we lose a job. This can be our kids go off to college. This can be grandma dies. This can be, I moved to any kind of grief or loss at all or transition can trigger all past grief from past transitions, griefs, losses, et cetera, et cetera. So it's death. Yes, but it's all kinds of losses and so one you know triggers our emotions from the others sometimes so but yes the wonderful news is I mean you can kind of feel like you're clicking along with your grief like both of my grandparents died last this last year and I feel like I'm in a really good place with that grief I'm it's a I've got it in a healthy place a very manageable place which is wonderful but Mm -hmm. things in the holiday times will likely trigger it you know we're not going to grandma and grandpa's house anymore they're not there they don't right. they're dead so yeah. this is the first holiday in my lifetime that i will not be in their home at all for christmas right. season and yeah. so it's like oh i mean i'm 50 that's 50 years of tradition that is gone yeah. and so i expect that it hasn't hit officially yet but i i would not be surprised if i have a tug show up where I kind of re-grieve again or kind of really tap into those feelings of grief again pretty profoundly. And But the great news, like you pointed out, Jay, is they're temporary. That's the first word of the tug is that it's temporary. <laughs> so yeah. so it, you may feel like a flood has has come in, a big wave of emotion has come in, and, and you may have other symptoms, physical symptoms, mental confusion, all kinds of grief symptoms show up. But tell yourself, oh, yeah, this is just an upheaval. It's temporary, and it's because of this, and I just need to ride the wave of it, and then I will... I will feel like myself again soon. And that is true. I love that yeah. because I think so often we tend to think you either wallow in it or whatever, or you have to push it away. Like you have to say, okay, I'm letting that go. I'm letting that go. I'm letting, you know, and like you, yeah. I feel like sometimes <laughs> right. when you have one of those things that you literally feel like the whole time you're like, okay, I'm okay, turning it over. I'm turning that over. I'm, I'm not going to feel that. But if you just let yourself go through and like, feel the tug and experience it knowing that the there's light at the end of the tunnel and that it's going to be okay I, I, that's awesome I love that analogy um and the the little wordplay because it really is it's not because it's those things too that aren't like the slaps in the faces it's just like those tug. it's like a it's like yes. a, you know just a, just a little bit of like a, a reminder 
Um, yes. and it's, and it's small enough sometimes that you feel like you can like swat it away. <laughs> you know, you can be like, no, I'm not going to yeah. do that. Um, but yeah. really you need to accept it and just open your arms yeah. to it. Um, and know that that's yeah. part of grief. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that resonates for you. And another thing I would say to the listeners too is, you know, just go, oh, oh, there that is again. Oh, oh, yep. That's what that is. Okay. And then just, it's okay. You know, it's just a natural, I don't like the word normal, but I use it a lot because it's people like to know when they're normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yes, they like to do. hear that. <laughs> we're all afraid, afraid no. that we're all wandering around here like the weirdos that we are. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> no weirder than the rest of us, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, so I cannot time believe it. We're, we're already up against a half hour, um, and I just have enjoyed listen. I mean, I, I think I said two words this whole time because I've just been... <laughs> loving listening to both of you i think that the sort of uh back and forth that you guys have with each other is pretty incredible we should definitely have you on again and um be able to maybe come up with a a topic or two that our listeners would like to hear from both of your guys's perspectives because i think that you have so much that's similar but you also have some of those things that you bring um out in each other it's really fun to listen to today so Thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you? They're thinking right now, ooh, that sounds like my kind of coaching or whatever. How can how can we find you? My website is www.cindydwhitmer.com. And my Facebook fan page is Cindy D. Whitmer. And I have a whole series of videos on there, actually. If people are grieving... From May 9th to May 12th, uh, I did a video series on grief that people have really responded well to. It's all free. It's there all the time. You just go to my fan page and go under videos, and you can click down and find them. There's also gobs and gobs of videos about all kinds of relationship or life issues, uh, just with little tips and that kind of thing. And um, So those two places are the easiest place to find me. So. Before you go, though, she has some books, right? You have some books out, don't you? I have a couple books, yes. I thought so. Let's talk about that. Let <laughs> people know where to find your books. They can find them both on cindydwhitmer.com. One is Living Lighter in Every Way. I actually wrote it like 13 years ago. It's kind of an oldie, but it's really eight steps to simplify your life, just to make life simpler in eight different areas. And then the other book is actually called Good Night Africa. That's Good Night Africa you can find on Amazon or my website. Uh, it's about a mission trip I took a year and a half ago to Africa, and it just, it's the story of that, actually, and how it changed mm -hmm. my life uh, to approach changing other people's lives in that that new way for me through mission work. And uh, just it's really a play by play of the trip. And it, but yet it's very uh, it's very personal. So mm -hmm. I, I'm getting great responses from both. So. Right on. And don't you have one that you're working on, too? I yes, I book number three is is in process right now. This one I I really intend to be a a, a professional tool that uh, I use in all my coaching and therapy from this point on, and speaking and training and everything. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's about it's it's going to be called going sane. 
because in my years and years and years of practice, people have come in and when they're symptomatic and they're they're wanting to make major changes in their lives they think that's when they're going crazy and so they'll say oh I think I'm going crazy I'm going insane and I'm like no you're going sane now now you're going sane because you realize you're not going to tolerate these things anymore and you're ready to shift and make changes so it's going to be all about that process and ways to walk through the steps of going sane and and living your life authentically and fully um, as your highest self so yay! Love <laughs> it. Yay! Thank is you, there Cindy. Is there an anticipated release date on that one yet, or are you still just in the writing stage? I'm still in the writing stage, and I hope to have it out as a, in book form by April. Yay! That's my hope. Yay. Awesome. Well, when you yeah. do, you need, need to make sure you come back to our Facebook page and let us know, and we'll get you back on, okay. and we can talk about the book specifically. Yeah, well, that would be very exciting. And I thank you both so much for having me with you today. It's been so thank you. lovely. Thank you. So much fun. Absolutely. I adore you. Thank you Wonderful. very much. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And, you know, let's talk this week about, about therapy. Or, um, have you guys experienced therapy? Are you in therapy? What, how have you found therapy and coaching to be different or the same? We'll have our, our topicality um, post up. Uh, in the private Facebook group um, and you guys can come there and share your thoughts uh, about our conversation today with, with Cindy and you can find her at cindydwhitmer.com and find us on our private Facebook group at Doing the Work uh, with Jay and Becca. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, we have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.